Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest in the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The gospel of the Lord. Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday on this 30th Sunday in Ordinary Times. Today, the scripture readings gave us the guidelines, gave us some direction on so many things that are going on in our world today. Today, our world seems to be in turmoil, doesn't it? There's a lot of violence going on and despair in so many places. There doesn't seem to be any peace in the Middle East for any time soon, for example. So we ask ourselves though, how can there be peace when there's so many atrocities that have been committed, right? How can we forgive those who have done things to us? Can we really love them when things that have happened recently, when we see that? For us closer to home, there's also a great problem on our southern border, right? There's hundreds of thousands are seeking entry into the United States and most of them are men, women, and children They're seeking to escape oppressive governments, if you will, in Latin America. They come to this country seeking a better life. I know, I was a refugee trying to do the same thing. And by the grace of God, I'm here today. And these problems, they're they're a reflection of a sign of evil that's in the world today. And there is one reason why we do pray the St. Michael prayer after every mass because we ask to get rid of evil in the world and all these problems. Most of us sometimes feel powerless, right, to bring about any real solutions. Yet there's so much that we can do, and in more ways than we can think of. Fortunately, the scriptures today, they provide us with a real insight and a direction. The book of Exodus teaches us that we must never take advantage of anyone. Thus, it is wrong to harm anyone at any time. In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus tells us we must love God above all things, but we must also love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And sometimes that's a pretty daunting proposition, right? Because we usually think of ourselves first in most situations, part of our self-preservation DNA, if you will. However, to begin thinking of others, to have real care and concern for others and their welfare is never easy, but it fulfills the great commandment 
of Jesus and our calling that we have here today. St. Paul also encouraged us, as we did, as he did to those people in the first, uh, first letter that he wrote to the Thessalonians. They began to live that counter-cultural lies because of their conversion to Christianity. They were motivated and inspired by the teaching and the actual examples of St. Paul. And that's how you and I also make a difference, by leading our lives as example. And by answering their call, they were being great influencers and example to others by the way they lived their own lives at faith. Again, part of our calling, yours and mine. And just as we do know that the only answer to the problems at our border in all the world and all the fighting against evil throughout the world is through prayer and love. This past month has been um, a lot of tragedies that I've been close to and so many people and so many things that are a great loss to, to, uh, to a lot of people that I love and know. Three weeks ago today, a beautiful couple that we knew, Emilio and Annabel Guerrero, were tragically killed a few blocks from my house and their home. He was a, a special sergeant investigator with the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office. He was a teacher in Long Beach, but a longtime teacher. She also taught catechism. They have a seventh grader at St. Raymond's and a sophomore at St. Joseph's High. He was 53, she was 47. Great people, a lot to live for, and yet gone in an instant. A 60-year-old man speeding down the street ran a red light and crashed into them so hard they both passed away instantly. I was in Lake Tahoe visiting our grandchildren when I received a call from our police chief to see if I could go with her to notify their oldest daughter. Very painful. Obviously, their daughter's lives will be changed forever in a horrific way at a very young age. But after all the pain that initially happened, too, does that week, does anger now come out? Why them? Why did this man have to have such disregard for others? We see that all the time. Why would God allow this to happen to special people? I've been inspired by people who have lost everything, but have used love, prayer, and faith to keep going. How they lived their life, how they cared for others, how they loved others in spite of their own personal pain is exactly what the gospel is telling us today. With prayer, we can change ourselves. With prayer, we can help others change their lives. With prayer and love, we can be a force against all evil in our society and culture. Does um, does that make it easier? No, it's not. It is hard at times, and we know that, and we know things aren't fair sometimes either, and we can't find the right answers. The other tragedy that lived through the last couple of weeks, you've seen it on the news. It's about the death of Officer Chad Swanson of the Manhattan Beach Police Department. Chad was 35 years old, had three cute little boys, the youngest one 10 months old, and he was killed on his wife's birthday. He was driving his department motor to work uh, in early in the morning on the 405, and a few speeding cars lost control, and they caromed into his bike, killing him almost instantly. We knew Chad well. He went to school with our kids. He was the big brother protector to our daughter and friend when they wanted to go out line dancing to country western concerts. He was recently at a concert with my son just two weeks before he passed. 
He was a hero in Las Vegas a few years ago when he went back in and saved several people who were being shot on that terrible killing at the Mirage Hotel. Chad was a good, good man. And our heart breaks for his entire family, including his mom, Val, and his father, Kit, who we know well. How do we overcome this grief? How do we love? How do his parents love after this? How can we love those responsible for these accidents? The pain of being a parent and losing a child is something we can't fathom unless we've been there. Yet we pray that we never will. I don't have all the answers, but I do know that it begins with faith, it begins with prayer, and with the Gospels and how we chose to live our lives. With prayer and love, we can make the world a better place, and I know that sounds optimistic, but it really is true. That's what we have in our heart, and we got the direction from our Lord Jesus to do exactly that. And I'll end with this true story. In my um, in my army job, I get to the privilege to be a lot of heroes, a lot of brave people. I recently, uh, last month, had the opportunity to have dinner with Captain Sam Brown. Captain Sam Brown is the oldest of five children, and he quickly learned the importance of servant leadership from his parents, and they instilled in him an undying commitment to serve others. Sam always had a desire to serve his country, but when he witnessed the 9-11 terrorist attacks, that desire became an ironclad resolve in him. One year later, Sam was accepted to the United States Military Academy at West Point. And after graduating from West Point, he was commissioned as an infantry officer and was assigned to 3rd Brigade, 1st Infantry Division at Fort Hood. And in 2008, Sam was deployed to Kandahar, Afghanistan. Only four months into his deployment, Sam was on a mission when he received word that another platoon had been ambushed ahead of him. So he led his team into battle to provide support for his fellow soldiers. Upon entering the engagement area, a roadside bomb detonated underneath their, their fuel tank of his vehicle. It turned over and flipped over and it left him trench, drenched in diesel and covered with flames. He told me that as he lay there screaming in pain and calling for God and his mother, he finally gave up. He says there was a peace and he gave up. He said he thought to himself, how long would it take to burn to death? And by the grace of God, Sam's gunner was able to extinguish the flames before they took his life. And he said to me, he goes, Mario, all I remember him saying to me was, sir, I've got you now. He woke up six months later at Fort Sam Houston in one of the best army burned hospitals in the world. His road to his recovery was painful, both physically and mentally. And following the injuries he sustained, Sam was medically retired from the U.S. Army as a captain. And I've got to spend a lot of time with him recently. In the three years following his explosion in Afghanistan, Sam underwent intense physical therapy and physical rehabilitation. He had over 100 surgeries to get a new face, to preserve his body. During this recovery process, Sam recognized that God had given him a new life, even with all the obstacles he still had ahead of him. And he said it was a life that was intended to be dedicated to the service of God and country. And during the three years that he spent in recovery, he wondered who would want him in this condition? Who could love him in this condition? 
He was still a single young man with a lot of disfigurement over most of his body. But as he told me, God had other plans. Since he couldn't feed himself for six months, an army dietitian in the burn center, First Lieutenant Amy Larson, fed him almost daily. And she could see further than his skin. Sam fell in love, but just as importantly, she did too. And can we show the first, the first photo uh, the first photo that was on there. Okay, so this is, you can see his face. This is Sam and I three weeks ago. So his face is valley disfigured, and he's only got a couple of fingers and everything else on there, and yet he stands tall and proud. But just as importantly, like I said, she did too. They ended up getting married, and today have been married for 14 years, and they have three beautiful kids. And if you could show the next photo. Uh, this is Sam and Amy and their three beautiful children. So I smile every time I think of that, and I think of him and his family. Yes, God has a plan for us. Yes, God hears us. Sometimes maybe not in the way we want at times, but he's always part of our lives. And this, I like to tell this story because I smile every time I see that because his fortitude to love God, to serve, and Amy's love for somebody else that she could only see his heart. She couldn't see the outside through his bandages, but she could tell that God was working in both of them, and together they'd have an amazing family. So yes, let us pray that we always love God above all things, and may we love everyone as we love ourselves, regardless of the obstacles that we have. And this week, as we go out into the world on there, let us remember the story of Sam, Chad's parents, and Emilio and Annabelle's daughters, and the pain they're going through. And yes, let us pray for them. But most importantly, let us make sure that we, you and I, can love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Thank you for joining us at Your Daily Homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish, or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.